Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can find your seat. I am fired up this morning. I had an extra cup of coffee and we're going to talk about our vision. Today is Vision Sunday at New Life Manitou and all the congregations. So I have a passage of scripture to preach from that is very special to me. It's very special to New Life Manitou. And so we'll read that, talk through it, talk about living water and who we are as the people of God and who New Life Manitou is and what we're going to be doing in 2022 and beyond. Are you as hyped up as me? No? Okay, good. All right. Some of you are. So turn in your Bibles to the Old Testament, the book of Isaiah. It is a prophet in the Old Testament. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 41. If you brought your Bible, good on you. Thanks for bringing it. If you want a paper Bible, there's, there's some in the baskets. And if you need a Bible, you take that Bible home. It's yours. We'll replace it. And we will also put it on the screens. But I think there's something about bringing your own Bible and, and getting into the text. Just call me old fashioned. Back in my day, we didn't have cell phones on Bibles and stuff. So thank you for bringing your own Bible that's paper. Um, maybe it's just, uh, uh, anyways, that was a side note. I shouldn't have said it. If, you, if your Bible is on your phone and you read it, God bless you. Don't listen to me for that part. Listen to me now as I read the word of God. Would you stand with me as I'm fumbling through this introduction? Let's get to the word of God. This is one of the most uh, important passages for us as New Life Manitou. It's hard for me to not get emotional while reading it because it was with us in day one when we were a young church. About four years ago, next month will be five years. This passage was something that we just thought, like, this is prophetic for us. And it sounds a whole bunch like Manitou. It talks about waters and creeks and fountains and streams and high plateaus and an arid space. And it's all a metaphor about God's provision for us. So here it is, Isaiah 41. When the poor and needy search for water and there is none. I'm starting here in verse 17. Listen to these words again, because we've all been here. We've all been poor and needy. When the poor and needy search for water and there is none and their tongues are parched from thirst. Think about that. We've all been there spiritually. We've all been wondering where God is and what he's doing in times of trial. We wonder, we're thirsty for, for something else. We've all been there. We're parched with thirst. Then I, the Lord, the Lord is speaking now. I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will never abandon them. Verse 18, sounds like man or two. I will open up rivers on the high plateaus. I will give them fountains of water in the valleys. And here we are, 50 yards from Fountain Creek, thinking about the imagery here, the metaphor of the Lord. This is a spiritual metaphor. I will fill the desert with pools of water and rivers fed by springs. We know a lot about springs, don't we? Rivers fed by springs will flow across the parched ground and I will plant trees in the barren desert. A miracle. These are all big trees. The cedar, acacia, olive, cypress, fir, and pine. These are all big trees because of what the Lord is going to do. His faithfulness through the years. It takes years for trees to grow. Verse 20. This is why the Lord is doing this. It says, I am doing this so that all who see this miracle will understand what it means. It goes all back to God, that it is the Lord who has done this, the Holy One of Israel who has created it. Let's pray as we stand. Lord, you are the Holy One. You are the one who brings water to those who are in thirst. 
Lord, you are the one that, that watches over. Lord, you in this passage say you will never abandon your people. So Lord, we walk in that promise today as people that have come to listen to your word and this sermon. Lord, would you fill us up with your living water? We pray in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and all God's people at New Life Manitou shouted. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Thank you for standing with me as we read from the word of God. We'll come back to this passage at the end and talk about it a little bit more. My point this morning is this. It's the point that I'll keep coming back to a couple times. It's the title of this sermon. It's a challenge to all of us who we are as New Life Manitou. We want to be a church that continues to faithfully make disciples. And this is a summary of our vision statement, why we exist statement that New Life Church has. Did you know, Brett said this already this morning, that New Life Church is how many different congregations? Eight. Wow. People are paying attention. I shouldn't be surprised, but wow. Good job. And we're meeting in six different locations, east, downtown, midtown, north, and we're speaking three different languages, English, praise the Lord, Spanish, gloria Dios, that means glory to God, and Chinese, ze me zun, which means praise the Lord in Chinese. So we as a congregation, when we talk about who we are as New Life Manitou, we have to say that, well, we are a part of a much bigger thing happening in the Pikes Peak region. So our vision statement, our, our purpose, our why we exist as New Life Church, we'll put this on the board, on the screen, we exist. This is pretty simple. To make disciples, that's what we're doing. That's, that's what we're talking about today. That's why we exist as a church. To make disciples, specifically in the Pikes Peak region, Manitou's a part of that, by calling people to worship, worship connect, and to serve. If you've been coming to New Life Manager, you've probably heard me say these words before. It's how we go about doing things. It's, it's our strategy. It's how we make disciples. And we, let me tell you a little story about how we started. New Life Manitou, four years ago, uh, it's, we're about, we're coming on our fifth birthday. Next month around Valentine's is when we uh, first had our very first service five years ago. This Valentine's Day coming up, we started, we launched in this building a weekly service. And before that, uh, there wasn't a New Life Manitou congregation. Uh, my, wife and, uh, my wife and I, she was up here leading worship. We lived in Manitou for 10 years. I I was on staff at New Life Church with the Young Adults Ministry, and the senior leadership of New Life came to me and asked, Joe, we would like, what would you think about planning a church in Manitou, a New Life Manitou Springs? And it was just like, wow, yes, of course, there's a need for it. People in Manitou, this is just me talking right now after living in Manitou for now 15 years, that people in Manitou are spiritual. People in Manitou would be quick to say they're searching and looking and, and wondering about spiritual things and truths, right? Am I right? If you talk to the, you just go walking down Manitou, go have lunch and talk to random people. They ask them about their spiritual beliefs. They'll probably be ready to talk to you and say, well, you know, I do this and I do that. And I take a little mixture of this and that. People are spiritual in Manitou. People are looking from in, in Manitou for spiritual truth and life and what we can show them. We could lead them to the one who is the source of all life the spiritual water. You know, Manitou was planted, uh, Manitou Springs, uh, the, the city was planted and formed because people came here 
with diseases. There was an epidemic in the 1800s and the 1900s uh, called tuberculosis. And uh, people didn't know back then what we know today, that it's just a bacterial infection in the lungs. A little antibiotic would clear you right up, but people didn't know that back then. And people were afraid and people did anything for remedies. Kind of sound like today, like there's a lot of fear. Uh, There's a pandemic. There's an epidemic in those days for tuberculosis. And the idea was come to the mountains go on long walks, drink the the spring water and breathe the mountain air. And those things are all just good things for you. And so people did find some healing. And so Manitou Springs became known as this place where people came to seek living water and healing water. I mean, the town, if you come in, anybody come in from uh, the west side, come down 24th today to get to church. I see those hands. Uh, You come in and there's a big plaque that says Manitou Springs healing waters. Like this is the motto for our town. The people have come here and still to today, I think we're known as a town that people come spiritually seeking healing and restoration and true life and truth and answers to their questions where people in Manitou that I feel after living here for 15 years, I'm just kind of spitballing, talking about what I feel about our city, that people are willing to say they're seeking, they're looking for spiritual truth. And we, once again, have the opportunity to lead people, call them into finding the true source of life, which is Jesus. Do you know the story of uh, John chapter four when Jesus meets this woman at the well? I'm gonna challenge you to read it this week. Sometime this week, pull out John chapter four and re-familiarize yourself with the story. If you never read this story, you're in for a real treat. It's a pretty awesome conversation between Jesus and this woman at a well. I like giving you challenges. So last week I challenged you to add five minutes of prayer to whatever daily prayer routine you had. And if you have no daily prayer routine, then last week I challenged you, we'll start a five minute prayer routine every single day. Anybody pick up on that challenge? Anybody been doing it. Look at all those hands. Sweet. Well done. Keep going. Here's another challenge. Read John chapter four. You'll see Jesus in a conversation with a woman at a well. She's at a well. She's drawing water out and Jesus comes up to her. They have a conversation and Jesus says, if you knew who I was, you would ask me for water and I would give you some. And the woman's like, I'm sorry, what? Like, you don't even have a bucket. You don't have a rope. You don't have anything to draw. The, what are you talking about? And Jesus says that he's the living water. Re- listen to this passage, John chapter four, verse 13. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water, like talking about the well, Jacob's well, where the woman was at, literal water. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus is the one to whom we bring people to. He is the source. He is this fountain of life. There's springs in Manitou. But these springs, you drink them and there's mineral water. Some people still to this day say there's healing properties. I mean, that's kind of what our town is known for. You'll have to drink it again. You will get thirsty again. But if you find Jesus, the true living water, he is the one that will well up from inside of you eternal life. And you will be someone who can have a cup of water ready for someone who is in need and who is thirsty. You can bring them to the source. We as a church, our goal, why we exist is to make disciples. Amen? 
Amen. And we do this by worshiping, connecting, and serving. So years ago, when I was just the young adults pastor at New Life North and the college ministry and Sunday school, anybody remember those days? I see a couple little hands. Okay. Uh, I taught up there, the Mill Sunday School. Uh, the idea was to launch a church. I had never thought about launching a church or planting a church. I had never till that point read a book on church planting. I was like, how in the world does anyone go about planting a church? And I thought about this statement, why we exist. We call people to worship, connect, and to serve. So I just thought this will be the order of how we do things. We'll get together and first we will worship. And so that's what we did. A little piece of Manitou Springs New Life Church uh, history is that our very first prayer meeting was in the basement of the Mona Lisa restaurant. You know, the fondue restaurant in town. Our very first prayer meeting was a Tuesday night in that basement because the owner of that building and the, and the uh, restaurant is a Christian. And so we asked him, okay, can we meet in your building? I have nowhere to meet. And he said, sure, we would love that. We're closed Tuesday, so you come in. And so that's what we did. We had prayer meetings on Tuesday night there. Then we went across the street to an upper room. It was literally called the upper room up above the keg, you know where the keg is, uh, the bar and restaurant down the road. And we had prayer meetings over there for a while. And we just gathered people and we worshiped. Like that was the plan, like worship. And then as we do that, we're going to connect. And so we connected with each other. We connected with the city. And then we began a little while after that, we launched a weekly service right here uh, for something years ago, almost five coming up next month. And we, then we were like, well, we need to find places to serve, serve in the church, serve our family, serve the city, serve outside the city. We need to be a church that serves. And so at, we, we, we looked for opportunities. We found opportunities. We found weekly opportunities with like the pantry. We found one-time opportunities like Creek Week cleanups, we showed up in mass. Like, uh, the, you guys remember the coffin races? Uh, we didn't really, we didn't want to put like a coffin in the coffin races. We thought that would be weird. Uh, it's kind of weird and dark. And we had, someone had the idea of like, what if Jesus was in a tomb and then he like popped up? And we're like, I don't know. That's, this is beyond the, this, I don't think so. But what we decided was, well, you know what we could do as a church? We could go afterwards and we can just clean up. There's like debauchery and, and people just running around and costumes and demonic stuff. It's like, you know what we could do? We as a church, we can clean up after. We could help the city clean up. And so, yes, let's do that. So we did that. We found different service projects to do throughout the years. We have uh, just a wonderful, robust, robust serving opportunities here in the church. If you're interested in serving, if you're not on our serve team, it's actually quite easy. Go online, click on New Life Church church.org, Manitou, click on serve. There's an application or you could just, I think we have a picture of a QR code. If you're really like technological, you could take a picture of this and then it goes right to a link to apply to serve. And once you're on the serve team, you could serve with the setup or the teardown or the ushers or the people, uh, the tech booth back there or the worship leaders or downstairs with the kids. There's a background check. And so this is how you serve at New Life Manitou. But as we continue in this sermon, let me now remind us what we have already said. This is the point this morning. To be a church, so this is the same point repeated. I'm just repeating it because it's important. Be a church that continues to faithfully make disciples. This is why we exist. A summary of our statement of why we exist. We exist to faithfully make disciples and continue to do so. So we have been making disciples. We're going to continue making disciples. We start now with a new year, 2022, second Sunday in 2022. There'll be 50 more of them, as Fred said. <laughs> and, and so here we are thinking about this year. 
And we have lots of things that we could talk about at our staff meetings have been pretty exciting, like talking through 2022 and vision and what we wanna do. And I wanna mention two things right now. So this is kind of an in-house talk right now. This is a vision Sunday. I'm gonna get a little specific for just a moment and talk about some things for 2022. And what I have uh, that I wanna share with you are two things related to the next generation. Like quite literally, like there's kids downstairs, uh, they're coming up the stairs and making noise and they're, they're, it's the next generation. They're little believers, they're little disciples down there. And we have uh, a mission to reach them and to disciple them. They're just as much a person as we are. And they're just a person, what Dr. Sue says, person's person no matter how small. Um, and so we have an outreach, we wanna start an outreach. We do not have one right now. We want to launch a middle school ministry at some point in 2020. Hopefully sooner rather than later. It's going to require a team of volunteers. It's going to require uh, some, some more budget, some funding to do that. Uh, we want it downstairs. We want to kind of uh, renovate the downstairs. Right now we have it, the room kind of separated hodgepodge. We want to make some nice uh, spaces and some better rooms down there, make some more space out of what we have to start up a middle school ministry at some point in 2022. And this has really been on my heart because I talked locally with a teacher middle school teacher who's been a teacher for years and years and years. And she said, this year has been the hardest year of all her years. And I said, well, what's going on? What's happened? She said, well, the middle schoolers, you know, they're all kind of behind uh, educationally. She said, that, that's, that is what it is. We're getting them back on track. No worries there. We're going to figure that out. Uh, but she said, the kids are all a year behind socially. I said, well, how so? Well, well, in the pandemic, many schools shut down altogether. Many schools did an online thing. And so you had kids online doing online school and, and their whole socialization was not person to person or face to face. It was online. And so they got into social media and they come back to school and they really, they're a year behind. So it's like middle schoolers acting out like fourth graders. And so this teacher was just like behavior issues. It's been hard socially. These kids are, have gone through it. The pandemic has been especially hard on them, these middle schoolers. And she said, uh, parents, the parents uh, just keep calling and having complaints. She said in all her years, all the complaints this year have been like all the complaints she's ever had as a teacher added up. They're all this year, like complaints about the administration and the staff and what's going on and, and this and that. And it's just been a really hard year for middle schoolers, they're acting out. There's these challenges. Maybe you've seen it on the news. Uh, like TikTok challenges of bring a weapon to school. That was right before Christmas. That's scary stuff. There's a TikTok challenge to, to film your buddy punching a teacher. There's a TikTok challenge to like break bath, to go into bathrooms at your school and break them and destroy them. It's been a very hard year. Kids are acting out. They're, they're at a certain age, but they're emotionally and socially maybe a year and a half behind where they should be. It's very sad. And so we have a call as a church. And so this year, at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later, we will launch a middle school ministry and we need your help. If you're a parent of a middle schooler, if you're like, I could teach every once in a while, or maybe I can't teach, but I could just be a presence. I could be in the room as someone else teaches, answer questions, just be a presence, a friendly face, uh, someone who loves kids and middle schoolers, then we have a place for you. Like there's a volunteer team we're going to need to raise if we're going to start a middle school ministry. If you're interested in that, just interested. So you're not signing your life away. You're not saying you're going to be a teacher for the next 10 years. You're just saying, I'd be interested in that. Maybe you're a parent. Maybe you're someone who 
who likes middle schoolers, go downstairs after the service, visit with Miss Meredith. She's our director of kids ministry and soon to be a hopefully starting a middle school ministry. There's an interest sheet, just name and email. Put your information on that sheet, talk to Meredith, and we will send you updates uh, and ideas. We're gonna have meetings and brainstorm how we can do this. So you're not signing up forever. You're not signing up to be a teacher. You're just signing up to be interested in a middle school ministry. Cool? All right, next thing is this, also has to do with the next generation, kids. Um, so it's on my heart, I think because Erica and I and somebody from this congregation as well as some other congregations last summer, we went to Alaska to be a part of a VBS. You know what a VBS is? Vacation Bible School. This Today, I think that's the old term for it. That's what they called it. Back in my day, we called it a VBS. Uh, nowadays, it is called it like a summer camp, which back in my day, it was only called a camp if you like stayed overnight, right? Is anybody with me? But nowadays, they call it a summer camp, even if it's just a week-long camp through the day. Anyways, the terms, it's hard for me. Um, the t- we're gonna do a summer camp because uh, we went to Alaska and we participated in this camp where it just brought local kids together, unchurched kids, and put on a really world-class week-long camp for kids. There was free lunch, there was games, there was, uh, there was a barbecue one night, there was like a party one day, we had pinatas, we went all out. There's big banners and tents and it was just a fun environment where we had tons of fun and then we all gathered the kids together, kids that don't normally come to church. They just walked to the park, they knew that we had this program and we taught them Bible lessons every day, Monday through Friday, we taught them lessons about who God is and how God loves us. And we thought, man, we need to bring this to Manitou. So our goal, our vision for 2022, this year is to launch a summer camp in Manitou Springs, not for our kids. I mean, our kids can come, but they would be kind of seen as like, you guys help out because you already know the church and you already know these lessons. This camp is for the kids who don't normally come to, to, to church. The, this camp is gonna be for parents who maybe can't afford a summer camp. If you're a parent, you know, like summer camps are not cheap and we're gonna do it for free because we're all gonna pay for it. Like we're like, I'm excited. Like I'll raise money for that. I, if there's a chance like a kid that's not church could come to our church and have a ton of fun and learn that God loves them. Like I would get to that. That's awesome. And so we're going to raise some money. We're going to launch a summer camp for the kids of Manitou. We're going to try to get the word out with shops and the hotels and the schools, get the word out that we have a free summer camp lunch, and we're going to try to go all out. I have big ideas of like how much fun we like to make it kind of a carnival atmosphere and then break it down and, and speak life and truth and hope and about God's love. So the dates are going to be in June. June, June 13th through the 17th. We'll need people beforehand to, to, to get the word out, marketing. We'll need people the week of to help set up. We'll need, I mean, it's almost kind of like some of you could see it as like, oh, this is like an in-house mission trip. People give up a week of work and go uh, travel and be a missionary somewhere for a short term. Well, this can kind of be like that. Take a week off of work. Help us with this summer camp. Let's preach and teach and show kids just how much God loves them. Amen. Anybody else excited about, like, I'm really excited about that in particular. We've never done it before. It's exciting stuff for 2022. So once again, 
let me put up the point for today that our challenge is to be a church. Be a church that continues to faithfully make disciples. We've already been doing this for now. Almost, we're almost five years old now. We've been doing this. We want to keep doing this for years and years to come, to be faithful people of God that continue and continue to make disciples and be disciples and ourselves be led to the source of true water and life and lead others to this same source who is Jesus. And New Life Manitou, we really like people ask, like, what's your 20-year plan? My 20-year plan, my 40, my 50-year plan for this church is that we won't just be a flash in Manitou's history, but we will be a church that continues for the long haul. We will continue to be New Life Manitou, making disciples year after year. We're trying to do things, like kind of my personality is very steadfast and steady, like trying to do things that aren't just like uh, one-time events and they make a big noise, but like, let's do this year after year. I would be so thrilled if like this VBS thing, it happens every single year, becomes a staple in the Manitou community for, for families and for kids to teach them about how much God loves them, to continually, slowly over time, day after day, being faithful in our city for years and years and years to come. And so that's gonna require a couple things. So let me talk candidly for just a minute. Can I talk candidly with you? Thank you. Um, so we're gonna, there's probably two things that we need. If we're gonna be a church that's around for the next 30, 40, 50, 100 million years, we're gonna need, uh, first of all, to be solvent. Like, and I'm talking financially. This is why I asked your permission to speak a little candidly here on this Sunday morning that is our Vision Sunday, um, to speak a little candidly about finances and becoming solvent. So every church, but if you read church planning books, which I've now read uh, some, they say that after five years, the hope of a church plant in America is to become solvent, financially solvent, meaning they're bringing in enough money to cover budget and expenses and all this and that. And a couple years ago, right before COVID, we were sitting pretty, like we were like, man, we're gonna get this thing in like three years. We're gonna, wow, we're gonna beat the odds. And then... COVID happened and then we had to stop church for like so many weeks. You were all, you, you know what we went through. We don't need to live through that experience again, but it did, it hurt us you know, attendance wise, financially wise. And so now our hope is to kind of be on track with the national average, to be solvent in year five. And this is coming up to be year five. And I would love for our church to be solvent, not just to, 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 to bring in what we use and, ex, and our expenses, but for the long haul. Like if we're gonna be a church that's self-sustaining and we love that New Life North and the other congregations have kind of you know been a part of us and financially helped us along the way, but our hope is to be solvent on our own for the long term, for the sake of the city, for Manitou Springs and the vision and the, to make more disciples here in this local area. So giving, like we, we, we do mention giving every Sunday, we put up the slide and we say there's different ways to give. And we, I would just call you like to speak candidly to if this is your local church, to give, to tithe financially. A tithe is a 10%. It's an Old Testament principle of, of giving 10% of all you have uh, to the Lord. And that's uh, in the local body, the local church, the synagogue, the it was, it's an offering, and that continues on to the New Testament. If you wanted to get exact about it, Jesus says, oh, the whole 10% thing, why don't you give it all away? 
And so somewhere between 10 and 100% <laughs> giving is what the church teaches. Um, but this, like our, one of our goals, to speak candidly, I, I often don't, uh, I, I just feel weird talking about money because I've seen it used and abused and misused in the church where it's like, you know, all they're talking about is money. This is one Sunday a year, Vision Sunday, where I'm presenting to you, give, designate it to New Life Manager. If you don't designate it, it goes to New Life Church. It's all the same, it really is. But for us, like we really have a vision this year of becoming solvent. So I've said that. The other thing under this like long-term approach to where Manitou is and where we're going for years and years to come is a building. We're in a building now that uh, is, we don't own this building. We lease this building. It was uh, originally five years ago, we were just renting time on Sundays to have this building. We were setting up and tearing down. And the idea was that this would be an event center. The owner has graciously allowed us to be the sole uh, people who are leasing it. So we got to put a sign outside. This is kind of our building. We don't need to tear down or set up, but we don't own it. And so we're in the same boat as New Life Midtown is renting. New Life Downtown is, is renting at Palmer High School. New Life East is renting at a school in New at uh, east of Colorado Springs. And we are in that boat of being in a rented space, which is somewhat vulnerable if the owners or the people uh, that own the buildings want to make any changes. And so it is a plan of all the New Life congregations to someday own our space, to own a building. And we've been diligent. Like, new, like we as a staff, uh, we've looked at different places. We've talked to realtors. Something comes on the market. We go check it out and just kind of think and hope and dream. And we've been diligent with opportunities that have come our way. Manitou isn't very big. And so the space is limited. The buildings are uh, smaller and more limited than, than other places, like say in Colorado Springs. But we've been diligent. And our hope is to one day have a building, own it, um, and, and the hope for New Life, the other congregations. Right now, like as we speak, what time is it? Uh, New Life North has a service at 9 and 11. Brady Boyd, the pastor of all the congregations, he's speaking to North today. And you could go back and listen to this sermon. They'll post it uh, later today or this week. Go back and listen to New Life North's sermon because Brady is, it's, it's a vision Sunday at all our congregations. Pastor Brady is challenging New Life North to pay off the building that is New Life North. A lot of you are familiar with the, the building at, on Interquest and I-25 up there. And there's still some debt on that building. And the hope is this year, 2022, pay off that debt and leave a legacy for the sons and daughters. And we, New Life Manitou, would be the sons or daughters of New Life North, in a sense. New Life is, is 37 years old. We're uh, four years old. So we're like, we're a child of New Life North. And the idea is we could pay off the building at New Life North, then it would set up the children well. And so the hope then is for all the congregations to have our own building someday. This could be years from now. This is a hope. This is a vision. This is like, God, would you do this? And, and in Manitou, it might take a miracle for, for land or for a building to open up that would accommodate us. But that's a hope. I'm just talking hopeful right now and vision for the long, long-term future. So let me go back. We started off with this passage. Let me say a little bit more about Isaiah 41. And then we're going to read it. We're going to read it prayerfully. And then we're going to receive communion at New Life Manitou. I see a couple of new faces. We have an open table, the Lord's table. And if you believe in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, if he is your source, well, then we'll invite you to receive communion with us. But going back to Isaiah 41, it's this metaphor of the Lord providing where people are in need. 
And it says that when there's poor and needy searching for water and their tongues are parched with thirst, this is a metaphor for all of us in our lives. We've all been through times where, Lord, we need you. Lord, we need your provision. We're scared. We're lonely. We're upset. We're, we're ready to end things. We're, we're ready to move on. We're ready to give up. We need the Lord. And then it goes on to say, I, the Lord, will never abandon them. I think about that word. I get emotional thinking about some of us in here have felt at times going through something hard that the Lord has abandoned us. And this is a reminder. It's a prophetic reminder to all of us, a spiritual metaphor that the true source of life comes from God, the Father, the Son, Jesus, his spirit. He gives us his life and it is like water in an arid place. Colorado, Manitou Springs, we're in a very arid place. Things just don't grow here unless they're water. We need the water. We need the Fountain Creek. We need the springs that are in Manitou Springs for the source of literal life. And Jesus says that he is the living water. So what I want you to do now is, would you stand with me? We're going to reread this passage. The band, you can come forward now. If you're comfortable with this, uh, would you open up your hands as a symbol that we're going to receive from the Lord? We're going to receive this metaphor of living water and life. If you're not comfortable with it, don't worry. The blessings that I'm praying over you are just as much. It's your heart that needs to be opened. And so, Lord, we pray these words. We consider Isaiah 41, this prophecy that when we've been poor and in need, Lord, when we've been searching for water, for your provision. And Lord, it seems like there is none. When our tongues are parched with thirst, then, Lord, you say this. Lord, you say that you will answer us. You, the God of Israel, you will never abandon us. In this metaphor of life and living water, it says that you will open up the rivers on the high plateaus. You will give them, you give us, fountains of water in the valleys. So here we are, Lord, in a valley in in Manitou Springs. There's some mountains all around us. We're in a valley and we know how important living water is, rushing water can be to the source of life and plants and the world and the dry world around us. And Lord, in this valley, Lord, we pray for your provision. We pray that we as New Life Manitou would be like a beacon, a place like a fountain, a metaphorical spiritual fountain in this city where your praises arise and where people can come and be fed true hope and living water. And Lord, you will plant trees all around us, huge trees, cedar, acacia, myrtle, olive, cypress, fir, and pine. And you are doing this so that all who see this miracle will understand what it means, that it's the Lord, it's you, Lord. Your goodness, you will never abandon us. It's your goodness, Lord. The Holy One of Israel, who has created it. And everyone who knows, everyone who sees will know that you're the one who has done this. So Lord, as we close this time, we're open to you. We're willing, ready. Lord, your body broken for us, your blood shed for us, these mysteries of you and accepting you inside of us. Lord, you are the living water. You're living water for us individually, for this church, for this city. Lord, would you breathe into us your life? Would you water down upon us your holy living water that we may live and know you and worship you and be disciples and make disciples. Lord, we pray this in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.